How's it going? Courageous Conversations, episode two. Hi, Karen. Good morning, Cece. Came back together to talk about different kinds of honesty. I'm wondering if that's something you want to explore. Oh, I would love to. And I want to do examples because it would be fun for me. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the best way to learn. So for a recap, if you heard our last podcast, going to quickly tell you what the jackal and giraffe represent. So giraffe is the language of the heart and it's the animal that Marshall used to represent nonviolent communication. Speaks from the heart level. The jackal, which oftentimes can be considered more fun and natural for us, is a pack animal that runs in packs. It feeds on speed. It's really important to remember that jackals feed on speed. They don't have the ability to pause themselves. That would be in the giraffe realm. Jackals are also hierarchical, power over, the fastest, you know, uh, meanest, kind of the bullies of the world. They win. And a quick reminder that we love our jackals. So there's not one that's good or bad. Giraffe is not good, jackal bad. It's not like that. Jackals actually lead us to what's important for us. So we really love our jackals and we just call them the giraffe with the language problem. I love that. So we have our giraffe, you said, which is our kind of like our heart animal. And I know when you were talking about jackal, you mentioned jackals move fast. They don't pause. And the giraffes are there for a pause, slow down, really get in touch with ourselves. Is that what yeah. Yeah, get in touch with our feelings and our needs. Whereas a jackal may speak more habitually and even unconsciously than a giraffe would. Okay, so when we say like jackal honesty and giraffe honesty, how does the um, description you gave us before both animals like flow into honesty? Yeah, well, honest expression is one of the key points of nonviolent communication. So we have self-connection, which comes first. And there's some honesty involved in that. And that is, what am I feeling? What is Karen feeling? What is Karen needing right now? What's going on with me? That would be my self-connection, getting in touch with that. And then there's uh, honest expression, which is where the two different kinds of honesty come into play. Before I go there, I'll tell you kind of the third part of the triad is empathic presence or empathically listening to another. To get to that empathy space, the self-connection happens first. And then you have a choice. You're either empathically with a person or honestly expressing. So with the honesty, the giraffe honesty is I'm gonna get in touch with what's important to me, meaning like how am I feeling right now? See if I'm checking into myself. I'm actually pretty rested. I'm excited and I'm happy to be with you. So those are my feelings. And my need is to express myself, maybe some fun and some play. And that would be the giraffe kind of formal language. That's not even natural. That's just like the formal language of speaking in my giraffe honesty. Jackal honesty is saying what's ever on my mind. So I might be like, um, using a different example, because right now I don't, I'm, I'm in touch with my draft with you, so my jackal isn't really alive around that. But let's see, 
If I was saying I could do some some jackal. You want some jackal honesty? Yeah, you've got some jackal honesty. Go for it. Let's see. I think I'd be like, wow, everything's just so loud and annoying today. My <laughs> holiday jackal honesty. Jackal. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So your experience at Christmas, we could talk about that. <laughs> as much as I'd love to, that's going to take way too long. Maybe not your experience, maybe experience of, you know, families across America or other places as well. We get together with our family. Sometimes we're just talking over each other. Everybody's saying what is ever on their mind. Yeah, this would be more of a pattern of the jackal honesty. You might say, why do we always do this? This, this isn't salty enough. And those are all things that we think we're being honest. And what we're doing is we're expressing thoughts. We're expressing judgments, evaluations, opinions. We're expressing all these things that sometimes more often than not, disconnect us rather than connect us. And remembering that the aim of nonviolent communication is connection, we want to play with the jackal honesty for a little bit to get it out, but to follow it ultimately to that giraffe heart. So I really can connect with you. So if I'm playing with you and we might be, you know, sisters hanging out and I want to jackal a little bit, I could say to you, hey, I'm just going to kind of let loose a little, or I'm just going to kind of wrap for a minute and um, let whatever comes out, come out and talk some smack, whatever. But then I want to go to the point of like, what, what am I really feeling? And what am I really needing? Rather than staying in a space of blame or shame, because I do want to connect and find out what's alive for you. I'm just so intrigued because like when they like play with the jackals, I'm like torn. And I'm torn because I know for me, my experience, how easy it is for me to fall into what I will call like jackal honesty spiral. (laughs) And then I have to like jump into the pool of jackal and like actually pull myself out and be like, hey, you've been in there for quite a long time. So I get nervous and I wonder if there's something that you use yourself, like, is it like, okay, self-awareness time when you notice (laughs) that you've gone to the deep end of the jackals and you're like, oh, I'm in here deep right now. Yeah. And what, what you'll often too find is, or what I find is that after a while though, I get exhausted or annoyed with the whole continuation of that pack mentality. You know, I have different, I have different things that I do. One is that I will, I have friends that I'll call and say, hey, I'm in a jackal, or they know that maybe for the first, you know, few minutes of check-in, I might be jackaling a little bit, throwing out all my judgments and everything. And then there's a natural point where we as friends know, now we're gonna get, we've got that out. Let's follow those judgments and see what's going on. Other times I'll do that work on my own and I'll wind up in family situations or group situations where I'm just listening. I'm listening for other people's needs, other people's feelings. I'm the giraffe in the room at that point. I might need to re-resource myself because it might be an overload, which does happen. And sometimes I'm just listening. It's like I'm having a separate conversation in my head. I might be sitting there eating my tamales and just like going, hmm, 
yeah, they really need this. Like we had a conversation over um, Christmas and we were talking about the homeless population here in Albuquerque and you know how how sad it was and and some people around the table were angry and there was some blame and some jackal conversation going on for sure about you know uh, the right thing the wrong thing this and that and so I was really listening and what I what I discerned is of the I think we had one two three four six people there um, that everybody really longed for compassion they wanted shelter they wanted um, support and warmth really cold here um, they wanted some basic needs for all human beings and the strategies that were being thrown around some of them were really different from each other some acknowledged that there might be mental health issues some acknowledged that there might be drug problems and there was some creativity as well but I had to do a little bit of the work in my brain to not get caught into the blame game, blaming politics or blaming, you know, how we spend our money or, or blaming this, but to understand, hey, we're actually all sitting around here and talking about like some really important needs. And that connected me to the people around the table. And there was one point where an older man said, you know, I, I gotta stop talking about this. This is just too sad. And my heart was just like, oh, I feel the same. <laughs> You connected. I connected and it was a tender moment, you know, knowing that there are people in the world who really care and being able to hear through through the jackal conversation what was important to them gave me a gift to walk away with that day. So overall for you, you were saying like when you are connected with yourself first, then it makes it easier to connect with the people at the table. That's my extremely brief summary of your of yours. <laughs> True, Cece, because if I if I had driven over and just you know been upset or pissed off because I'd seen you know a bunch of people in the cold or something I might have come through the door and just started you know complaining and being pissed off and the jackal party might have jumped in and you know we would all be we were talking over each other at some point but we would have been like really talking over each other and blaming it and my my whole like my stomach would have felt bad. In this case, you know, I wasn't in that place when we started talking about this and I was more grounded and calm. And so I didn't take on all of the possible blame and, and complaints. Instead, I was able to kind of navigate how much I wanted to take in and how I wanted to respond. So like there's a little bit of, I don't know if it's control, but like we have choice in that area, like where we can choose to hold all that blame and jackal honesty that's going around the table, or we can choose to be the giraffe in the room mm -hmm. and really listen underneath for like what people are needing in that one conversation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and in fact, the more that you learn the processes of nonviolent communication, the more that we're unable to to see the needs that are that are going on and to hear the jackal voices and to hear the judgments and the blame sometimes it can be really overwhelming yeah and that's why it's important to resource yourself and 
get the kind of support that you need so that you can face the world because this world's full of it. I mean, you turn on the news, you turn on the TV, our leaders are politicians of every side of the aisle, left, right, above, below, front, behind. They're speaking jackal speak and um, there's always someone to blame. There's always, uh, you know, hidden agendas and this and that and judgments. And, you know, even my using the evaluation always is jackal speak. But in my experience, it's, it's a free for all out there. So it takes a lot of energy to get connected with what's important. When you said exhausted earlier, I just wanted to like cheer so loud. I get exhausted also. And I find that in those moments of like being surrounded and taking it in or even trying to navigate it, I hit this point of like, wow, my battery is like, is done for. Yeah. It's I, what I started doing was being like, okay, I'm at someone's house. I'll go sit outside for a second. Or I'll go, if it's like my parents' house, I'll just go sit in a guest room for a second to recharge my battery. And then it's interesting how people react to that recharging of my battery. And I have to be honest and go like giraffe route. <laughs> I'm really overwhelmed right now. And I just need a, I just need a breather. I just need a moment to like gather myself. And sometimes they're like, okay. Other times they're like, oh, come on, it's nothing. And I have to like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm fucking tired right now. Sorry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I'm like, I want to navigate with you, but I can't. <laughs> so please give me five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what you're hitting up against is also people's inner monologues. So it may be, oh, Christine's going in the other room. Oh, she's upset. Oh, I've done something. Oh, you know, the, she doesn't like the food or what's on TV or, or all these inner jackals that could be happening. Because I know, I mean, they, they happened in my brain before. Now I have a lot more calm and I let people carry their own stuff. But before, you know, if, if you had come to my house and we were having dinner and you went to go have some time by yourself, I would take it personally because that's just what I had going on in my head. Those were my filters. And now I can I can honor that and go, cool. she, she knows what she wants. She needs a break. It's not the norm out there for us because remember jackals feed on speed. So when you take a break, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for our society. We move so quickly. I'm just agreeing because I'm <laughs> so, yes, yes. Tell me more, Karen, tell me more. Yeah, so, you know, um, there's a perception about uh, jackal honesty that I actually want to talk about because it's, it's sneaky, pretty sneaky. Ooh, okay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Well, there's this perception out there that, that jackal honesty is honesty. Like saying, um, you know, I just tell it like it is, or I speak truth to power, or, um, you know, that Karen, she's authentic because she says what's real. Well, I've lived many years now and I've come to realize through this work that, um, that it's a form of honesty and yet it's not fully honest. It's what I call jackal honesty. And that is saying what's ever on your mind, tweeting, sending out stuff, um, you know, quick responses with a lot of right and wrong language, a lot of blaming. Um, that kind of language isn't 
really true authenticity. For me, it doesn't meet my need for authenticity. It's just surface stuff. And it's easy to do and get caught up in, like you said earlier. We see it in our world. We just see it everywhere. But it's a perception that that it does represent authenticity. I'm here to tell you that that's not truly authenticity. So I'm with you 100% on that. Um, knowing that similar to your experience, I was the same way. I'm like, I just keep it real. Like, that's just me keeping it real. And as I <laughs> learn more and more about like, right, Jackal and Giraffe and NBC, it is so much easier for me to connect with people when I'm in giraffe honesty mode than blurting out whatever's on my mind. Um, you wanna hear a story? Yeah, I'd love to. So a thing that I did a lot was just blurting out random things when people did something I didn't agree with, or even like the simplest thing of, let's say they're eating something that I don't like. I'm like, oh, wow, that looks gross. <laughs> expecting the other person to not respond. <laughs> That's jackal honesty. Like, what was my point in saying that, you know? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, and so someone called me out. My partner called me out one day and he's like, why do you do that? And I was like, I'm just being honest. Like it just, I just don't like it. So I just say it out loud. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and why do you have to say it out loud? And I really was like, uh, <laughs> like stuck. And um, for me, I noticed like that was something I did a lot. And so when I started working more with NBC, I, because it's natural for me to do it, when I do it, I try and immediately turn it into an observation now, primarily because one, I got called out. <laughs> he said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm being honest. And then afterwards I was like, wow, not really being honest, just saying whatever I want. And so now if I'm like, ew, that doesn't look good. Like in my mind, or sometimes I still say it out loud. I'm like, skirt, stop. <laughs> and I just say what it is. I'm like, that's two pieces of chicken next to, I don't know, jelly. <laughs> and I repeat it like three times, Karen, <laughs> just to snap myself out of this like natural habit of saying whatever. And yeah, I just was like, wow, that's me, like trying to navigate how this all is natural for me and how to break that habit. Um, I'm wondering, I guess, if there was like a moment like that for you. Oh, no, I'm really appreciating that I'm, I'm, because I, I too was, was great at um, making judgments, quick judgments about people's, whatever it was. Food, food is a good one. For a long time, I was I was vegetarian and, uh, and then definitely made judgments about people's whatever they were eating. <laughs> <laughs> of a specific time of me doing that and and being called out you know they used to call me spitfire that was my nickname so uh, it was so rapid what i would say and how i would say it all i know is that the res a lot of responses i got is that i didn't have friends that hanged around i mean i had a gang of people that i would hang around with but like friends long-term friends not that many and that's a real telltale sign for me that 
uh, I wasn't really making lifelong connection with people. Instead, I was I was just being this, you know, spitfire, being this flame out there. And the more bold things that I could say, more stuff that uh, could stimulate someone's response, I would do. And it, it just isn't life-serving ultimately. My mind is blown right now. I can't pick you like without any friends. <laughs> long term because I know you as like probably a whole different person you do know me as a different person I do remember well you know I don't know how much we can curse on here but I remember I'd say running over uh, people who who were employed by me some of them students like I, I had 22 student workers at this one point and I would take them you know the task that I wanted them to do and I would say here say cc here cc here's this 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 and this and don't fuck it up um that was like you know my honest evaluation of their skills or something and this is how you know i I continued to talk to people i thought i was you know super honest person but in actuality you know that wasn't really giving them much to work with and it also probably wasn't inspiring confidence in themselves and in me as a, a leader or or if you wanted to call me a boss at that time. Yes, I have some regret over those experiences and yet if I hadn't had those experiences I wouldn't know how wonderful full life could be now doing this process, living in this way. So living in this way are you more fulfilled? Is that yeah, yeah. My my needs are met. I am fulfilled. So now I have uh, two colleagues that I work with, one is you, and um, I like to think, as I reflect on how I communicate with you and my other friend, that I take to t- the time to say, you know, this is important to me because of these needs, you know, maybe it's uh, economic sustainability, or maybe it's uh, a need to matter, or be seen, and let you know or let my um, other colleague know this is the order of importance because of what it does in my life and maybe her life as well. Those are the kind of conversations I enjoy having. I often too say (laughs) to my my colleagues, you know, only do this if you enjoy it. (laughs) And and I have one who's like, well, you know, I'm just going to answer you right now. I don't enjoy any of this administrative work. And yet, there's some, the joy of being in partnership must be what is meant for her to continue to, to stay in it. But I check in often to ask, you know, is this something that, that you want to say yes to? Or would you prefer to say yes to something else? Yeah. And just to, I guess, kind of go off like what you're saying, that has trickled down into me. So like, hey. yeah, I, it caught me by surprise. I didn't know any other way of kind of going about business and life except for your first story, which was, hey, like don't F it up. And that's the environment like I grew up in. Um, Working like with you and being around you, I was like, oh, there's a different way to do this. There's a different way to communicate with people, still get needs met, still get tasks done. And everyone like feel happy and you know in some aspect even if maybe they don't enjoy the task 
they enjoy the people they're with. Yeah. And that was like, I felt like I leveled up. I was like, ooh, I leveled up. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if we all leveled up? (laughs) We're trying. (laughs) You know, if we had a world where, where we had that kind of respect for each other and we could see it modeled in our leaders, you know? We could see it, you know, where where someone says, uh, you know, this is really important, and I know, you know, you're going to do the best that you can do, and then we have dialogue if it doesn't happen in the way that we want it to. Yeah, just talk about it. The dialogue is what I would like to see normalized. <laughs> Seems like we've been moving the other direction, though, shortening our dialogue to, to tweets and sound bites and. A short interaction. I think even those, though, can be connective if if we use them in ways that uh, serves life for everybody. Yeah, and I've been finding even if the conversations take a little longer, there's so much more to them, and like more comes out of them than just talking about one task. And I feel so much more grateful when I leave the conversation than the previous conversations I've had in the past. Yeah, what you're noticing is strategies tend to change when we make connections. So if we go at it aiming for connection with the other and aiming for the strategy of our choice, um, we find, you know, work or play or whatever it is that we want to get done gets done maybe in a different way. And, you know, if I'm going to evaluate my experience quicker because I've made that connection and long lasting. Yeah. um, It's shifting that, shifting that perception, the the angle that we look at the world. Yeah. I'm just basking in it all right now (laughs) because it's it's true for me. Like I'm go out there and you know this, you know, do my best to do the work, be the work. (laughs) And um, it's changed a lot in me. Like just not even like just inner like I'm always at more peace when I leave a conversation even if let's say it didn't go the exact way that I was hoping because of going the route of like the giraffe honesty and letting them know like hey like this is how I'm feeling right now you know when this happens and I really need this as you were talking I I I was remembering a text exchange that I had with a friend the other day and um I had asked a question over text and I got a response sounds like you're you're judging me I don't need that right now was the response (laughs) and my jackal was like this is over text how the hell do you know what I sound like you know this is kind of my my jackal I didn't write that but I'm thinking that right away and then I was like well hold on what's what's going on here and so I just I just said no I I felt confused and I was kind of longing for um you know, shared understanding of, of why this choice was made. And so I wrote that. And what it did was actually it didn't elicit a response at all. It ended the conversation, not in this like, oh, I won way, but it was like, I can imagine that my friend was like, oh, okay. I get what she was trying to say. That's it. I don't need to come back with anything. And then the next time that we text and spoke, um, it was, you know, we were just connected. We we're just friends. So it ended this thought process of like she's judging me to, oh, I see what she, I see what she's needing, and then it just didn't need any more conversation about it. So I love being able to immediately. I knew what my jackals were, but I didn't write them down. I just like processed it for a second, let them out, let them have a little play, and then what I wrote was truly like the honest fact. 
like, hey, I just kind of wanted to understand and have some shared understanding around this thing. Yeah, and then the door stays open, which is my favorite. That's my <laughs> evaluation, but it is my favorite part of like moving like towards giraffe honesty is that instead of me like slamming the door in someone's face, I just leave the door open and it truly is right. Open door policy in a way. (laughs) (laughs) And it's more peace in the world because there's more peace in my world. Like I, you know, I was actually leaving to go on a hike at that point and my hike was, you know, wasn't taken up with thoughts of I should have done this or could have done that or this person thinks this or this person thinks that. I was able to just kind of actually move on and I didn't think about that text until now when we were talking. Um, yeah, it opens up a lot of peace in the world. And and I truly believe, I mean, it sounds silly. You know, the peace begins with me, the peace song thing. Um, it's true. It does begin here. So if I have more peace in my brain and my, you know, emotional body, then I can show up with the ability to spread more peace in the world. Yeah. I always have to remember that too. Like if my cup is full and I try and add more to it, it's just whatever's already in there is going to flow out. So if it's not filled with peace, then whatever shit is in there. that's been stirring is going to come flowing out and I'd much rather let it flow with peace than anger or frustration. So I'm glad for the reminder. Well, I'm glad to have a place that I can have fun with my jackals as well. And I just want to remind if anyone's listening that we have a three part series coming up called Dancing with Your Jackals. And that is a time when we'll play with the judgments the evaluations, see where they lead us. Every session's different, um, but it can be found at karenstars.com or houstonnbc.org. And it's only 90 bucks. So, you know, less than $100, you can come and get your jackals on, have a good time and learn how you relate to yourself and others in a world that's full of jackals. Yeah, well, I did it and I loved it last time. And I never understood how when Karen would say that the jackals lead us to like what our needs are. And then when I took that class, I was like, oh, okay. I kind of like my jackals. So dancing with your jackals meets my need for fun and play and growth 100%. So like Karen said, karenstars.com. Dancing with your jackals is the name of it. And uh, I'm Cece. That's stars, Karen's. Stop. <laughs> and this is Courageous Conversations. I uh, will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.